0: Hello, welcome into the Sarcastic Remark Studios. Boy, do we have a game to talk about tonight. Uh, this is the after game review for game number 54. I think I forgot 53-54, something like that. Um, but what a game against the the Winnipeg Jets here tonight. Please go and use the promo code THPN uh, the next time you go and use the DraftKings app for a special little offer from them. And it lets them know that we are the ones that sent you and uh, i don't even know what else to say so we're just going to go straight into it hey chris how you doing dude i'm
1: doing great oh my gosh the stars are so exciting recently it's so
0: good and- <laughs> i've had so much fun watching them recently <laughs> so i i don't even know where to- where to start with this game to be to be totally honest cuz cuz you could go uh the the suckiness of the uh of the officiating tonight that was absolutely suck that, that i mean there's no other way to describe it You have the hat trick, first career hat trick, in Jason Robertson's 100th career NHL game. And he has 97 points in 100 NHL games to start his career. Or you could talk about the insanity that was Braden Holby tonight after not seeing the net for three weeks. Where do you even start, Chris?
1: Robertson. Oh my goodness, that guy (laughs) is so good. That guy is so good at at this stupid hockey game. He's crazy. That first goal, he literally took him out of his shorts, is what I said. I mean, the goalie, Hellebuck was all over the ice. He just danced him out of his shorts. And the second one is just a great shot, just beat him. And the last one, he has no gas left. Somehow he still gets going and puts it past (laughs) him with a sick wrister. And and then lays on the ice and falls asleep, apparently. That was so cool.
0: (laughs) I mean, that has to be the silly of the year. I mean, it has yeah. to be right. I, 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 I don't care who, what team it is the, of the NHL. That is the Sully of the year. You get your first career hat trick and an overtime game and a huge playoff implication game. Uh, uh, nonetheless. And I mean, I was expecting a little bit more out of the celebration when it comes to Jason Robertson, but I guess it makes a lot of sense, right? No, I knew that was coming. <laughs> that was you totally knew it to was you. coming. Just,
1: just boom, done. <laughs> he finally gets to rest.
0: So now, everyone who's complaining about uh, us not re signing Klingberg, do you understand why we're not signing Klingberg right now? Pay the man, pay him, give him what he wants seven, eight, nine million. Do it because I I mean, this is exactly the reason why we're we're paying him $950,000 right now, and he has (laughs) almost 30 goals. He's
1: arguably our best player.
0: (laughs) Stupid absolutely stupid and if he doesn't get paid in the offseason i'm i'm gonna be hacked off he's going to
1: i'm honestly like i'm past a bridge deal too like 97 points in 100 games you don't need a bridge deal for that like give him term give him money and make him set in dallas like that's got to be something that's locked down same way with ace
0: yeah, I mean, Hayskinen got the eight million dollar or eight million, the eight year deal. Excuse me for eight million dollars. I mean, you could easily see something just yeah. like that for Jason Robertson, and not just, just yeah, just not not just for the fact of what we think he's probably going to do in the future, but what he's already done. And mm-hmm. and if the Stars make the playoffs, if they do, they're gonna we're gonna look back on this game, and this is gonna be a huge reason why the Stars make the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's color runner up to a guy who is not. Really a rookie because he played high-level professional hockey before. And then he follows it up in a league that is known for sophomore slumps by being better than he was last year. So yeah, he's definitely proved it. Like I said, no bridge deal, no three year, no four year. Give him the the match. Give him as much money as you can.
0: Keep him in Dallas. That's it. Dude, give him the give him nine million. Seriously. Give him him nine million. Yeah. I mean, at this point right now. And maybe I'm just talking as a Stars fan because this was absolutely no, insane. But I mean, I mean th- go ahead. Sorry, there's
1: not a better young guy in the NHL, really,
0: right like, now. That's definitely right now. The case. I think
1: he is the best, best potential, best scorer at his age right now. I mean, there obviously there's Kaprizov who he's going to be compared to for forever. Kaprizov is older than him by like what was it, four or five years? I think four years, at, at yeah. least, at least three. Yeah. So he has so much more potential than even Kaprizov does. Like at his age, Robertson is arguably the best player in hockey.
0: And I love, I love to hear that. That is so awesome to say. And, and and this dude came and we'll, we'll say this again. This dude came out of nowhere last January, yeah. a year and two months ago, this guy was on the taxi squad. Mm-hmm. He was on the taxi squad. And he snuck and, onto
1: the taxi squad. He yeah. wasn't on anybody's radar.
0: No, no, but I mean, he, I mean, he was a up-and-coming prospect for the Stars. We we expected him to maybe do a top-six role, maybe. And then he comes up, he does what he does last year, and then this season he just takes it at another level and uh, screw sophomore slums. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Sophomore success. And, I mean, I especially... I, I mean, I love the way that he reacted at the at the end of the game when he scored the third goal. I mean, that is... That is you know, textbook Jason Robertson like there, he he wasn't even happy that he scored the goal. I think he was more happy that the game was over. He's happy that he got the
1: stop. (laughs) Yes,
0: exactly. uh, I mean, he literally, I mean, you could see it. No, nobody on the ice at that point. None of the skaters had any energy left. And Jason Robertson, he saw the puck after the shot went wide and came up the corner. And he's like, oh that's exactly what i was about to do it (laughs) It looked like he was like oh dang it (laughs) dang it i actually have to do this and then he's like he scores the goal he's like okay yeah falls asleep dude what a game what a game robo i mean and it just i don't know what how you felt about this game chris but each and i only got to really listen to a majority of the game i got to watch a little bit of the second period because i was driving uh up here to, to north dallas but um when I heard his name and it, and you, you could hear, you know, Josh's voice raise, you just knew he was going to score. I, I don't know. I don't know what it was. And I, I just knew when he got the puck and you could hear Josh's voice is like, okay, he's going to score. He's going to score. And it, like, I felt confident that he was going to score. And yeah. you know, we haven't had a player like that, you know, since, you know, Ben and Sagan were like that in, in all honesty.
1: yeah, and. The way he the way he scores is like different the way most NHL players score too. Like most people I would say are like confident with the puck and they'll do these crazy things. I don't feel like that's the right word for Robertson. He's more like calm with the puck. Like he's just careful. He knows what he has to do and he just does it. Like that first goal, he didn't do any flashy move. He just forehand backhand forehand backhand, wait out the goalie, go around him and it's in. Like he doesn't have to do the over the net or the Michigan or anything. He just scores. <laughs>
0: Well, and and that's what we love, The what some people don't understand about this guy. This guy, he doesn't have like a quote unquote super skill, if that makes any sense. He doesn't really have like when we talked about this already, but like he doesn't his skating is not like elite. His, uh, you know, his puck handling is not super elite. It's it's just he does everything right. And he's in the right place at the right time. Almost all the time, it feels like, especially right now
1: gotta be one of the and, smartest hockey players
0: right and, and and that's what we talked about we talked about his iq and the fact that he's just his positioning is just elite maybe that's what it is just his offensive uh, positioning is just absolutely elite and he knows how to take advantage of his opportunities when he gets them so mm-hmm. absolutely. um and you know, i mean we could we could rave about robertson all night but we got to get we have a lot to get to as well um but w- i do want to jump on this because if it wasn't for Braid and Holtby. I don't think the Robertson hat trick is possible. No. It, it, it's just not. And I don't know how you felt about this game in particular, uh, Chris, but, you know, I honestly felt that Winnipeg probably deserved to win this game. No. Did you think?
1: No, I don't think so. I mean, the first two periods, so? the Stars played a lot better than the Jets did, I think. And obviously the refs were garbage and we' was giving the jets pretty much everything until our last goal which was which funny enough the cross check right in front of the net doesn't get called i think because of all of the diving earlier in the game funny how karma happens but anyway I, I thought the first superiors we played much better than them if they don't have those three power plays in the first period we would have outshot them almost double i feel like because they had six full minutes with an extra man and we still kept the shot counter close at that point. So I thought the Stars played really well. The third period, they tried to turtle it. And that's what they keep doing. We don't like it. But obviously, it's a thing that's going to keep happening. But I mean, I'm happy again, like me and James talked about last game, the way they responded, the emotion that they showed. And like this team is fully bought in now. And at the beginning of the season, they weren't. I mean, you could you could tell that they, they weren't. Trying as hard to get these points, but these guys are scratching and clawing for every single point now this season, not letting any game go and just say, "All right, we'll take the next one. They're fighting for every single point now. And that's what's so awesome to see about this team, and it's happening at the perfect time, obviously.
0: well, and you know, the other thing we should mention is that we haven't mentioned yet is the fact that we were missing two of our you know top in guys in Miro Haskin and and Tyler Sagan tonight. And we're able to pull out the win. Yes, it's against Winnipeg, but Winnipeg played a good game tonight. I thought I didn't think they they sucked it up, but uh the effort from them was there tonight. If if you look at Winnipeg's it, in and part of it, I really think they got goalied tonight. I really think that Winnipeg got goalied in a way tonight because uh Braden Holby was just on his game tonight, and they had a they might not have had a huge amount of zone time, you know, through, through the duration of the game. But especially in that third period where it was just constantly in the stars end and we were just turtling and turtling and turtling. He was just I mean absolutely incredible. And I mean it was scoring chance after scoring chance. Hold be with the save. Hold be with the save hope be with I mean constantly hearing that from Josh Bogorod.
1: And all throughout the penalty kill too. I mean, he was the best penalty killer tonight as well. And we're one for six. Like honestly, we'll take that. And
0: it should be zero heart. for six. Honestly.
1: Yeah, and I, and I said Two seconds. Was, the six is garbage too. That's ridiculous. Should not get six power plays off of what happened tonight. But he, he was great throughout all of it, and he's he's the second biggest reason why we won tonight, in my opinion.
0: <laughs> well, well. I mean, you can't really disagree that him and Robertson were the top two. I'll put I, I would put Holtby first, but Robertson can you put him one and a half? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But it I, I just feel like w- without Holtby's performance, there is no chance for Robertson to get that hat trick in, in overtime. So um, but anyways, I think this would be a good uh transition into that third thing that I mentioned, which was the how poor the officiating was in this game. And specifically the first period. It it was bad in the second period, too, but the first period was just absolutely atrocious. I mean, I don't think any of the penalties that we got, maybe other than the fourth one, were actual penalties. I think the slashing was probably a penalty, but the first three were definitely not.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was garbage, obviously. I mean, Razor was talking about, he talked about every single one, and he doesn't normally bicker on refs that much, so... They were obviously well, And, and he, he
0: called them out. He, yeah, he called them out at the end of the first period, and he said, you know, uh, the fact that, you know, he's coming out and saying that th- this was already a poorly officiated game, then, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's ridiculous. It sucks. but uh,
1: They've sucked all year, and a lot of people have pointed that out, too. And I don't, I don't feel like anything's changing, and it'll be interesting to see what happens in the playoffs because you can only imagine that if they're – this liberal with their whistles in the regular season, they're going to be the exact opposite in the playoffs. And then we're going to get the same complaints from, especially teams like Edmonton and Colorado with the two flashy guys, like no whistles are being called. This isn't hockey anymore. They're just locking us down with cheating, which it kind of is like it's against the rules. You're not
0: calling. Yeah. You're not calling the rule book. So, so uh, let me go ahead and pull this up too. Uh, This is Alex. Alex, thank you for listening. Third period was bad refing too. You can't go from calling everything to calling nothing. That's a very that's good point exactly, because, and that's what I'm talking about with with very good point playoffs
1: out. too. Because that's the exact same thing that they do in the playoffs. They'll call a completely different game in the regular season. Game 82 is completely different from game one of the playoffs, and it's wrong. Like that shouldn't be how it is. Like hockey should be the same no matter what. So, and Dad's gonna hate me saying that. <laughs> he loves that they
0: put the whistles away in
1: the playoffs, but it, it's a it's a different. It's not okay to make the game different when it comes playoff time. It's just, it doesn't make sense.
0: Well, and we've talked about this on well, this podcast. And It doesn't make sense to make ago. the
1: game different in the third period than the first two periods either because they don't want to change the outcome of the game. You've already changed the outcome of the game in the first two periods, idiots.
0: Right, and here's the thing about changing the outcome of the game. If the Stars had lost this game, I would have been highly hacked off. And specifically when you look at the the time on ice, you could, you could look at the time on ice for each of the players tonight and it's a direct correlation with, how we possibly could have lost the game because mm-hmm. all of the guys that kill penalties were obviously, you know, on the ice tonight for the stars. Yeah. So like when you take a look at shorthanded time on ice, you've got uh Glenn Denning with six minutes and 18 seconds on ice for shorthanded time. That's stupid. Then you've got Roddick Fox with three minutes and three seconds. You've got Raffle. Oh, I love the guy that he's one of my favorite Dallas stars right now with basically four and three quarter minutes. Uh, hence, with two and and a half, considering all the time that he also had in the offensive zone, and then you cannot say enough about the top three on ice tonight uh, for the Dallas Stars defensemen. Wise, you got seven minutes and two seconds for Hawkenbach. Oh my goodness! And then Lindell, he only had nine seconds more, seven minutes and thirteen seconds. And then you had Ryan Suter with three minutes and two seconds. And you know, I should also mention Joel Hanley, Joel Hanley, who hasn't played a game in you know seven or eight seven or eight games so I guess two weeks ish whatever he had two minutes and 50 seconds time on ice so the, I mean that was a huge step up by all of those guys That's absolutely fantastic
1: too, by Hanley too and, and he's stepped up well and I, I I, don't think we can overstate enough like how good Hockenpah and, and Lindell are on the penalty kill they have to be two of the best penalty killing defensemen in the league right now and it's obvious because we're relying on them so much especially tonight and and like you were saying about the refs causing our time on ice to be skewed, yeah, Glenn Denning was our fourth highest time on ice behind our first line.
0: Just because like, he was on, he, just because he was on the penalty kill all the time.
1: And that never happens if the refs call a normal game. So I mean, they totally screwed us. Even if Winnipeg only got one goal, so yeah, it, it was garbage officiating, inconsistent, not penalties. I mean, they're not calling the rule book. Yeah, it was just trash.
0: Well, and, and, it's and not... let's
1: call out Winnipeg too for diving all over the place. Oh yeah, seriously, one, like those first not three. one guy could stay on their feet tonight for Winnipeg, and like for a team that prides themselves on being so rough and tough to play against, that's some bullcrap. I mean, come on, pansies.
0: Yeah, it it was seriously bad. So uh, I mean, let me count how many penalties there were called tonight. One, two, three, four, five, nine. six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven penalties. Oh yeah,
1: there's the called tonight. Fours.
0: And then against the Stars, there were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven versus Winnipeg's one, two, three, four, yeah. and and three of those were just bullcrap calls. The first three, the the, the, first the hooking, three weren't even close to penalty. No, yeah, they weren't. They, they he just they just fell all of a sudden. Their legs just dropped out from under them. I mean, uh, like uh, Joe Pavelski got a hooking minor, and and I actually that went was back and looked call. at I'm, that I'm, was the I'm, worst one of the th- of the first three. And then rope hints what kind of bull crap was that that wasn't even hooking and then Jamie and then Jamie Ben got a hooking call too it, it was just like if you if you fell on the ice and your stick was somewhere close to the guy's you know whatever to to do his skates to his hips whatever and you just felt you got a call in the first period if you're Winnipeg and it, it just hacks me off and I'm just I don't I, I don't know what the NHL needs to do to fix this officiating crap. It, it, it's ridiculous, it's absolutely ridiculous, and it needs to be fixed. yeah just call yeah. the rule book.
1: There's but, a way to fix the diving and it's by finding people, so I don't even I know think that's it's not going to happen, but <laughs> no, I mean I don't getting called out on social media for diving that's for a hockey player, that's a pretty big thing. If you're a soccer player, no one cares. but <laughs> uh, a hockey player getting called out on that, that's going to get some heads turned. I think that's the only time we're finding would actually be helpful.
0: Well, see, I, I disagree with that because I mean, it's like what $5,000. I mean, it's not, it's that's not like it's not the chains. money.
1: It's the fact that you're out there and the league said you're a diver. Diving I'd rather, I'd rather see worse, I would than rather any, just, worse than any curse word.
0: <laughs> I'd rather just see them call uh, embellishment penalties. I mean, so, yeah, I mean they should, the rest of th- I mean, the
1: tonight. they just didn't know that they were embellishing, which is on. Well, I mean, un-
0: <laughs> yes, that is true. Yeah, they, they just called anything that went easy. So I mean, but whatever. So, um. Anyways, anything else before we get into goal summary? Nope. Anything else I can think of? Perhaps off, off the for after, but. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Um, we'll we'll talk we'll talk about that too. Um. Through the first period, uh, Jason Robertson gets the first of his three goals tonight. His twenty fourth of the year from Suter and Pavelski. It was a legit, beautiful goal. Uh, and it it was just, I mean, it was just simple. it was, it, it was, yeah, it, it was just simple stick handling. Is all it was. He he made it look like he was gonna go to one side and then went back to his forehand and then just kind of deked around uh, uh Connor Hellebuck. That's all it was.
1: Yeah, it was clean, just so patient.
0: And in the first period, I thought it was a uh, a very evenly matched period for the most part the, the stars other than I the thought
1: power, other than the power plays that they got
0: <laughs> right and and that's what made the game so weird and I, I honestly thought the stars would have ran away th- with this game a little bit if the power plays had not been called and that's just totally how agree. how I felt but we'll never know because this, the freaking refs I guess uh <laughs> I loved uh Razor's comment that he made he says uh, the refs' moms must be watching this game because they're wanting to get more uh more face time on the cameras or something so I don't Definitely know, but, true. but, anyways, uh, that was the first period, just lots of penalties. In that first, first period, there were three called against Dallas and one against, uh, Winnipeg. So, I mean, over 3 for Winnipeg, you know, through the first period. And if you're Winnipeg, one of the things you're looking back at in this game is yes, you might have gotten goalied a little bit, but the fact that you went only one for six on the power play is really bad
1: yeah that's why you lost i mean honestly you
0: got to score more than one well and i mean that's probably that could have been the reason why we could have lost because we didn't take advantage of our opportunities either
1: well we haven't been doing that a lot but i'm sure for a while and we've still been able to
0: win somehow so i don't know (laughs) hoops fans the latest offer from DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba is too good to pass up i'm talking between the legs 360 windmill good New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NBA team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 years of age or older, minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit required. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text the TN Red Line 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org/chat. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPENY or text HOPENY 467-369. <clears throat> But uh, was there anything else in the first period that you thought was noteworthy?
1: Um, Was that when Klinger had that turnover on the power play? Was it that first power
0: play that led to the breakaway? I, I don't remember. It was the first or the second one. I'm sure yeah. the chat will tell us.
1: I don't remember, but yeah. Klingberg does the exact same thing he did last game with a turnover on the blue line, except this time it leads to a full-on breakaway. Like, he's got to stop. <laughs> like, that's pretty awful. Mm. So... His, his his uh value on the free agent market is going down 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 so i mean this year has not been great for him he needs to figure it out
0: down 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 into a burning ring of fire exactly. maybe exactly okay anyways second period uh paul stat finally after all the chances that winnipeg has gotten uh they finally put one in on the power play with I think, one or two seconds remaining in said power play. And that stat Statney's 14th of the year. It would be his first of two goals he would get in this game from Andrew Copp and Nick Ehlers. And uh, it's tied one-to-one. And at that point, I wasn't too frightened. But I was worried because uh, that was the first time they had like gotten a, a puck past uh, Braden Holtby. And Holtby was standing on his head at that point. Yeah.
1: I mean... <laughs> And it was it a decent shot, I guess. I would have liked him to have that one, but it's, it's fine. It's, it's whatever.
0: I mean, considering all the other saves he made, True. I honestly yeah. thought he could have. Yeah, I back. thought this one was easier than the other ones he made. <laughs> right, exactly. Um. Anyways, uh, the period would continue on, and uh, by the way, that was about 14 minutes into the second period, so with about six minutes left. But Jason Robertson, being the clutch performer that he is, he would get a goal going into the third period uh, with about 51 seconds remaining. He gets his 25th of the year from a great pass by Thomas Harley. Completely set Harley, up Jason too.
1: Robertson. He gets to play on the blue line by him and a sick pass. Of course, Robertson buries it with an even sicker shot, but still, mm-hmm. it was a great play by Harley. And, and there's something to be said about knowing who's going to score when you're on... When you're on the odd man <laughs> rush. Harley
0: knows he's not going to score. And he's got the guy right next to him. He is going to
1: score. Get it to
0: him. Hey, hey mark my words. He's going to get his first career goal here in the next week or so. Thomas Harley. He, he keeps the, looking better. He, so he's And he's finally starting to show up on the uh, score sheet now, too, with two assists in mm-hmm. the past three games. So uh, so we will see. We'll see how he does. Yeah. But anyways, uh, that was a huge goal uh, going into the third period. Way. And one of the stats that I was listening to, Bruce Levine brought it up on the radio broadcast. He said that when the Stars are up by a goal, they're 16, 3, and 1. And then on the flip side, the Jets are 3, 15, and 3. So a really good stat to have if you're the Stars going into the second intermission. It's kind of
1: shocking, too, considering how much we complain about the turtling and stuff. Somehow it seems to go our way.
0: (laughs) I don't know, man. I, I... I, I just, don't like I it, it still, it. but <laughs> <laughs> I guess it works out. I guess it's effective. Whatever. Um, however, the worst thing as a Stars fan that you could possibly have happen is have the Winnipeg Jets come out in the third period and immediately score a goal, which is exactly what they do. And Kyle you knew Connor from puck gets his... Drop.
1: Sorry. Yeah.
0: No, it's okay. Go ahead.
1: Well, you knew for puck drop they were going to score. I mean... They're, they're going to score They fast would not too. be denied. They, they were, were they looked pissed. so good. They, they looked <laughs> good. That's a good, good way to put it.
0: And uh, Kyle Connor, uh, who is one of the elite scorers in the NHL right now, and he has been for several years now, actually. He gets his 33rd of the year from uh, Svechnikov. I can never say that. And uh, Dubois. And it's tied two to two. And at that point, after that goal, it's just all Winnipeg Jets for about 10 maybe 15 minutes of the third period.
1: Yeah. It was not good. It was downhill for the Jets by far. And Holtby stood on his head and held on to the dam as much as he could.
0: And this uh downhill play, this downhill skiing from the uh Jets would lead to Statsny getting the second goal of of the game for him, his 15th of the year from Blake Wheeler and Dylan DeMello. And that gives Winnipeg the first their first lead of the game. And everyone's collectively says, "Uh oh, <laughs> and at that at that point, I thought we were screwed. I really did. Yeah, I really did. Just based off of the fact that there there was less than five minutes remaining in the period at that point, the stars had been turtling the entire third period. Y- you knew that everybody was tired, especially our top defensemen, because of all the stupid power plays that were called for Winnipeg and i, I mean what were your good what, yeah what were your what were what were you thinking at that point chris what were you i thinking? was
1: thinking man we've won a lot of games recently i don't think we're gonna win this one <laughs> <laughs> so I, I i was rationalizing what what the hockey gods might deem fair for us but i guess Gurionov had other other ideas and i'm very happy
0: about it mm-hmm. <laughs> well uh after that goal the stars would press back now it wasn't a huge press back but it was enough. Dennis Garyanov again he he's he hasn't been on the score sheet much over the past 2 months but lately he's played a lot better and that I mean that was the most timely goal of the game. I know Robertson got a a hat trick and he had his own timely goals but holy crap Dennis Garyanov I mean oh my goodness. Thank yeah. you so much.
1: And I mean, we, we were we talked about this when the first line was popping off, and we were still losing a lot. Like, if that second line could just give us something, just anything, we'll win so many more games. And as of recently, Ben Gurionov and Sagan have been giving us just that little bit, little, eh, you know, little, uh, and boom, we're winning so many more games, easy. And that's all the first line and, uh, needs.
0: Mm-hmm. After and, that, and that was Gary
1: takes care of it.
0: And that was Gary Onoff's uh, ninth of the year from Jamie Ben and Ryan Suter. So again, Jamie Ben very quietly get just racking up points. It may not necessarily be goals, but he's still effective in what he's doing. And it's also without Tyler Sagan on that second line tonight. Definitely and uh, Ryan I like Suter, that. I mean, I mean, Ryan Suter also, you know, showing up on the, on the score sheet again, I know it was a secondary assist, but the fact that, uh, that even happened just shows that he's in in the right place at the right time making plays. So, um, of of course, because it's Winnipeg and Dallas and this is the fourth meeting and the other three have gone to overtime. That's exactly what happens. And in the overtime, it goes back and forth, back and forth. Lots of good chances for both teams going both ways. And that, uh, that Euler shot that rang off the right post. Goodness gracious. I mean, Maybe not only should the Stars you know, buy a steak and a beer for Braden Holtby and Jason Robertson tonight, but also those posts, because that was ridiculous. They a fresh Winnipeg had three posts. <laughs> they had three posts tonight. And uh, it, it just, goodness. I mean, if any one of those had gone in, we would have lost the game. Uh, mm. But anyways, uh, and we've already talked about it, probably the most iconic moment of this season, Jason Robertson gets his hat trick goal with 30 seconds remaining in the overtime period, completely out of gas, he scores the goal, realizes he scores the goal, and then goes to sleep in the corner and <laughs> says night-night. He goes to sleep.
1: <laughs> hands up here. We know how Robertson sleeps now. He's a hands-up guy.
0: Yeah. And, and then my, I think my my favorite part was John Klingberg coming over to him, and like he's like, pulling his jersey up. Hey, Dude, get up. Come on. Hey, come on. Get you did up. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! If that's not on a uh, Sports Center top ten tomorrow morning, I, I don't oh, know what. It, it should be not not for the goal even. The goal was great, but just for the celebration afterwards. And you know, I, I said this to Dad because I, I didn't actually get to watch that goal until I got here. But uh, watching the the way that they celebrated that goal, you, you could just tell they were all. <laughs> oh yeah i'm tired okay let's go <laughs> yeah <So> you're <laughs> it done
1: with winnipeg
0: right it, it it was the complete opposite of what i was expecting because you know i was expecting like when klingberg scored the game six goal against nashville several years ago pre-covid mm-hmm. and sent nashville home i was expecting yep. something like that because of Jumping and how amazing and that was, crazy
1: and right yeah.
0: exactly and no no <laughs> there was nothing like that it was the complete opposite but Nonetheless, Jason Robertson is the first star of the game with his three goals. Paul Statsny is the second. Kyle Connor is the third, and it, it, it's 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 kind of terrible that Holtby is not in those three stars. And I know it's it's the Winnipeg media that normally chooses the three stars of the game. The the home media normally does, but Holtby should have been in on that. He really should have. Yeah, it's and,
1: idiotic.
0: <laughs> and, and, and and with and, and I know I'm preaching about it a lot with Holtby, but he He's gonna get overlooked in this game just because it's Jason Roberts. yeah, he's he's gonna get overlooked. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this guy is making two million dollars. He sat on the bench for three weeks while he watched a younger goaltender basically uh, maybe not steal his job because they were kind of one a, one b. But you know, you know, let him sit on the bench for a while while he's dealing with whatever, some kind of injury, in sickness, something, whatever it is. And then he comes out and he puts on a performance like that, especially being cold on That's the fantastic. road. I, I mean that uh, everything that happened was fantastic. And, and that, that it, dude is fighting any... for his
1: career too. It's so awesome to watch him like going. What from... a
0: bounce back! Seriously, exactly. what a bounce back! The
1: dumpster he was in from the Canucks. He like so his career. He goes from on top of the world. Like the main reason the Capitals win the Stanley Cup. He goes to Vancouver, where he's hated and has a terrible stats. He, everyone thinks he's done. He's washed up. And he comes to Dallas just for a chance, trying to get his career back, trying to stay in the show. And, oh, my goodness, he has taken full advantage of it. I've loved watching him play. He, is, he plays with so much heart, too. Like, he is doing everything he can for this team that he's barely been a part of. And it, it feels like he cares a lot about it. And I'm so happy that it's such a smart pickup. I mean, after having four goalies our on our roster. We're, we're going we're gonna to
0: have to eat our words here in a second. <laughs>
1: having four goalies on the roster to finally, we settled it. We settled it the way I wanted it to be. Ottinger is the number one, so I'm still right. But Holby being the number two, definitely a huge pickup and is so great to for our young goalie to have such a great backup that we can rely on consistently.
0: Right, and, and not to mention the fact that n- the guy is playing fantastically. Yes, he's had some rough games, but and he's been average sometimes. But the, the, I mean, this is the absolute best case scenario for any young goaltender, right? Jake Ottinger, he he's arguably the number one right now. He's getting a lion's share of the starts right now, and the guy that's underneath you is Braden Holtby, who Stanley won the cup, cup winner, Stanley Cup, who won the Stanley Cup in twenty eighteen. He's seen. Everything, absolutely, seen everything, and he get and you know, Ottinger gets to learn from him on how to prepare for a game, how to mentally get ready for a game. how How does he do things to that made him a Stanley Cup winner? And if you're Dallas, even if it's not this year that they they go and make a deep playoff run and win the Stanley Cup, that kind of experience that you get from Braden Holtby for Jake Ottinger is completely priceless. Mm-hmm. And I will eat my words right now, Jim Nil. I am an idiot. You are correct.
1: <laughs> I'll do it too. <laughs> You're correct, Jim Nil. One more praise for Holtby for his bat for his bounce back last year. Goals against average three point six seven. His save percentage is eight eighty nine. This year, wow. in three more games, his goals against average is two seventy eight. His save percentage is nine thirteen. His That's goals amazing. against lowered almost an entire goal wow that's crazy
0: well and not only does that a isn't that not just a testament to how he's playing but how the stars defense is so much better than vancouver's true so vancouver's and I, I mean <laughs> I, I i feel bad for vancouver because and specifically thatcher dimco because he's he's putting up a wall for his team and they're not really helping him out much but yep
1: to wrap up the whole b thing i'm so happy we got him for this year i don't think there's a chance in the world we have him next year but oh my god it's been fun to have him on the stars i i think
0: i mean he might resign he might
1: he, he's gonna get paid starting goalie money next year and we're not gonna be able to afford it because he's not gonna be our starting goalie we're not gonna pay another backup five million dollars so right but he's getting but, at least that
0: do you think he would be willing to take a pay cut to stay with the stars no. You think this is think just so. a one-and-done kind of thing to resurrect I mean, his career? He's, he's going to be very happy
1: that he resurrected his career and he's playing again, but he's got to get paid, man. He, he's he's worth way more than $2 million, and that's all we're going to be able to pay him.
0: Well, I I, I mean, we're going to have some cap space. We are.
1: I would love to we'll resign him. Bit. It's not worth having a $5 million backup goalie, and you know that.
0: <laughs> right, and we we obviously saw that with uh, the whole Niemi a situ- situation years ago, but. And um, like the
1: Hudobin thing. I mean, he's not on the team.
0: Yep. And, uh, I mean, speaking of which, Hudobin apparently has been doing okay in the minors. So, if if something happens to Ottinger or Holtby, you know, I mean, he's he's a good third goalie. He's a good third goalie. And isn't that weird, considering that, like, we were thinking that he would be the starter at the beginning of the season, and now it's he completely Yeah, <laughs> He started I, I, I game mean, one, I think. I don't I don't remember it it feels like that was so long ago but man
1: it has felt like a long after the past two shortened seasons this season is so long dude oh my gosh
0: Mm -hmm. well and then while we're all talking over here uh you and me Chris there's like a there's like a super group chat going on between uh Eric uh Brandon and Alex I think the three of those guys are having a bunch of fun over there in the chat just talking about what we're talking about Thank you, thank you all three of y'all for uh listening in. Uh, and uh, keep, keep up the. I'm not ignoring you, Eric. I just saw that. No, I, ignoring, I just said something. Ignoring.
1: I all am right. not.
0: I am right.
1: not. Mo- moving on from our Holtby stand, okay. The power play still sucks, it's awful. Uh, I mean, over hey, three no, no, you, tonight.
0: you hear that, Eric? I'm not, or I forgot who it was, Brandon or Eric. I'm not the negative Nancy in this episode, it's Chris.
1: I'll be the negative Nancy. The power play is awful. I mean. It's got to get better. <laughs> we're still squeaking out the wins because we have great goaltending. And tonight, just Robertson. That's it. Robertson, period. But man, if we're going to beat Colorado and Edmonton and all these other teams, we've got to get some power play support. And it's, it's what we're supposed to be good at, too. Like, it mm. should be easy to get it back. And we can't do it right now.
0: Well, in, uh, I mean, what did we go for on the power play tonight? Over oh, three. three. Over oh, three, yeah. And, and I
1: think the issue goes hand in hand with our defense not scoring issue, too, because that's the way we scored on the power play is, I mean, Klinger and Hayskinen have they don't have a ton of goals. They have all the assists. <laughs> all mm-hmm. of the power play assists yeah. are theirs. Every single one. So we really need to get them going. Klinger just does not look comfortable with the puck at all right now. Haskin obviously wasn't in this game. He's looked fine. But he needs to he needs to take more chances, too. Because earlier in his career, he would go end-to-end, take the puck himself. I want to see more of that from him. I mean, he can do it, and he's got to make people pay for not paying attention to him.
0: And I'm sorry, you said John Klingberg should do that? Haskinen. Haskinen, okay. I was about to say, don't don't let John Klingberg do that. Yeah, we've <laughs> had enough of turning Klingberg the puck. Over. The puck. <laughs> right. Um, and, you know, let me jump on to John Klingberg a little bit because he did have that turnover today, but d- there's got to be something wrong with him. There there has to be something wrong with him. He's got to be hurt. He has to be. He has to have some sort of nagging injury because it's just been consistently rough for him this this season. I I don't, and at first I was like, you know, maybe the whole contract situation is getting to him, which I could see. And, you know, the whole fact that it's public that he's, I, I don't know if he's actually requested a trade.
1: No, he but said he, you, he said he said it's not exactly true. He said if I'm not going to get a contract then I'd rather be traded. Right. So, so it's half truth. With, right,
0: <laughs> but at, at some point, you know, that has to t- turn around. It has to turn around. And, and and you have to get yourself out of it somehow. And most most of the players do when you look around the NHL. I mean like uh, the first person that pops into my head is Vlad Tarasenko. Right? So Tarasenko asked for a, a trade, I think at the beginning of this season, right? Well, they did not uh, trade him at all, and now he's had a really good year for the St. Louis Blues, and he had he turned it around, especially after being hurt for as long as he was, and that's just something that I kind of expected John Klingberg to to do, but it, uh, he just had a bad year. I mean, just a bad year overall it's a bad time to have a
1: bad year too
0: right exactly when you know you're in a contract year this is like the the stanley cup window with this core is closing all that jazz there has to be something he has to be hurt i mean that that's just my analysis he He has to be hurt
1: i mean i think his brain is hurt but i don't think anything's wrong with his body i think it's just so you think it's you think
0: it's just a, a confidence thing a mental a mental thing
1: yeah, I mean, not having a contract. I mean, I'm sure he's never been in this situation. I mean, he just signed whatever paper Nil put in front of him. So, I'm I'm sure it's tough on tough on him and trying to play with that uncertainty above his head. He doesn't like it. So,
0: And um, that's true. Well, um, anyways, guys, uh, let me go get into the stats and then we'll we'll start to close this up uh, tonight, Chris uh face-off percentage tonight stars dominate 59 to 41 percentile and then on the power play jets one for six should have been oh for six it, that last one didn't really count and then uh, zero for three on the power play for the stars uh hits tonight 28 to 25 in favor of the dallas stars um block shots tonight 11 to 9 in favor of the stars and i know you don't like the giveaway statistic chris but the, but this is really interesting because obviously we know that it's the home team their guys that you know track the stats normally in those buildings right 26 to 5 in favor of the Winnipeg Jets which is not a statistic you want to be in favor of so i know you don't like those those kind of st- uh, statistics but the fact that it's that i mean i mean that's 5 times the amount that the stars gave up According according to you know Winnipeg stats keepers, so I I mean stat keeper, stat keepers, whatever. But I mean, does that say anything to you, or is it is it still stupid?
1: It's still stupid. I did not (laughs) I did not notice that at all. I mean, honestly. All right, I'll move it on, because I don't want to talk about that stupid stat. That's stupid. Anyway, (laughs) the next stars game. We keep saying this. The next stars game is huge. But this time But is even for bigger
0: reason. Yes.
1: Even bigger reason. Sunday, three PM matinee against the Minnesota Wild on National Television, TNT. It should be awesome. This should be a great game. <laughs> I mean, I know it's a matinee, but if National TV, Minnesota Wild, and jump not it won't technically jump jump them because we'll have more games games played. But tie them up at least in points. If that doesn't get you going then you just don't aren't going to be good on Sunday matinees. You just need to quit. Because <laughs> this is the biggest matinee game you're going to play all year. That is, it's going to be sweet.
0: And one of the games we, one of the games, one of the things we should mention about this game tonight is the fact that with the win tonight, the stars have propelled themselves into not the second wild card spot, but the first wild card spot. And which means that if they win tomorrow night, they will be, or not tomorrow night. Sat Sunday Sunday. Sunday Sunday afternoon. afternoon. I keep, I keep wanting to say completely wrong Saturday completely Sunday wrong. Night. Right? Not I know. I'm, I'm both aspects the, the whole Sunday thing and then the evening thing. Whatever, but uh, if they do that, they are tied with the Minnesota Wild for the third spot in the Central Division, which is something that we didn't see, you know, two weeks ago. I, I especially after that loss against Calgary, which seems like forever ago now I, I I didn't see this coming but the stars have been pesky enough and they've you know they've been in these games and now they have a real chance and they're still within striking distance of St. Louis for second easily.
1: yeah, it's not even like it's probable right now I think the way we're playing and yeah, it's a complete 180. they figured something out and they're not even clicking on all cylinders right now. they're just finding ways to win. they're buying in emotionally. And they're scrapping for everything. Like earlier in the season, no way we win this game. This game is done as soon as they s- score that go-ahead goal. But just the way that the stars are playing, they're playing for each other. They're playing for they're playing for every last point, and they're they're doing it so well. And it, we also this might open a whole can of worms, but I'll mention it briefly. The turnaround in overtime and shootouts from this year to last year, unbelievable. If we did. What we did last year, this year, we're not close. Like we're way mm. out. So we're where Winnipeg is. So mm. that is huge too. Love having clutch guys back who can score those goals. So that's that's awesome.
0: Right. And uh, while you were talking, Chris Brandon was asking who does Nashville play next, and Eric actually answered. It's San Jose. So that's not a give me game. San Jose is still a, a a competitive team. So that that's not a game that Nashville can just you know say they're going to take. But the other thing I was going to mention, and Alex actually mentioned it for me here, thank you, Alex, for listening, uh, is the fact that while we've been really good and we've been you know, getting points and stuff, the two teams above us have been free-falling. I mean, Nashville is mm. 3-6-1 and one in the last 10, and Minnesota is 3-7. and seven. So uh, that obviously helps a ton with the fact that this is happening at the exact right time. The exact right time.
1: Oh, yeah. Everything's coming together
0: in <laughs> and, and if we looking at the standings right now if we were to win if if, if if the playoffs were to start right now the way that would happen is that the Dallas stars would be playing against the calgary flames
1: i'll take that I'd, every day of the week
0: i had no right exactly and although it would be kind of scary because i think calgary would want some uh so they would want some uh, revenge for 2020. So We would know, we'll chew up
1: the Calgary Flames right now. They are cheeks.
0: <laughs> well, anyways, Chris, uh, anything else that we need to mention?
1: I wanted to mention, it's pretty hilarious. Edmonton was out of the playoffs last night. They lost, and now they're third in the Pacific. <laughs> they lost in overtime, so they got one point. It is so. Oh, stupid. and
0: oh, and Vegas is out of the playoffs too for the first time. Yeah, in that's the long who they time. jumped.
1: They lost and they jumped Vegas, and technically jumped both wild card spots because they're below both of them.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> so stupid. I, I just don't get it, man.
1: Standings are weird.
0: Well, and I mean, if we were just in the Pacific Division, we would be third in the Pacific right now. Oh yeah. So Easy. yeah. Yeah, that Pacific Division is much weaker compared to the Central. Yeah, as so. we
1: come down to the wire, the stuff that we were saying about the standings is definitely happening. The Pacific is going, and the Central is going. Yep. I should have made a different sound for the second one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. It's 11 Uh-oh.
0: o'clock. Yep. It's late. We're going to call it Ryan. quits here tonight. Yep. Uh, the Stars win the game tonight here. Four to three. Thank you to Jason Robertson. And thank you to Brayden Holby. Those two guys, the reason why we won this game here tonight. GG, boys. Anyways, guys, uh, I'm going to close it up here with a promo for DraftKings. Thank you, DraftKings, for sponsoring us and the Whole Hockey Podcast Network. Go and use the promo code THP. And the next time you go and use their app, again, for a special little offer from them. And that lets them know that we're the ones that sent you. We thank them for uh, their partnership with us, and we hope that that continues over the years to come. Uh, once again, along with Chris, my name is Ryan. This has been the after-game review for Game 54 against the Jets. We'll be back with you guys again on Sunday afternoon, hopefully talking about a star's victory and then maybe even getting into third uh, spot in the Central. So we'll, think. we'll see. Okay. You guys have a good evening, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Have a good night.